You are now listening to the Purpose Edit Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's messing it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Setters Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Purpose Addicts. Shane, my homeboy, my brother. How you holding up, man? Doing good, brother. Uh, yeah? Yeah. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, navigating this space, man. <laughs> I, I think that feels like the answer every week. Um, uh, I would hope that as you're navigating, you're getting better. You're, you're fine-tuning your path uh, as you still are pursuing your own purpose. I think I'm learning and I think that's more valuable or that's just as valuable as anything. If you, if you, um, if you can learn along the way, you know, I don't know if people, our audience takes this from us that we haven't fully fulfilled our own purpose. We are still in pursuit of our own purpose in doing this show. Um, and it's important that um, people recognize we don't speak from a place of let's tell you how to do it because we did it. We're speaking from a place of uh, still seeking knowledge because, you know, right now I'm on this big kick about not re-educating myself, but adding to and beefing up what I've learned. Um, you know, from last episode, we talked about conditioned belief. So I am dismantling some of the things that I've always believed that have either help me or hindered me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to in inject new knowledge so that I can fulfill my own purpose. Um, I have an idea what, what it is I was designed for, but now it's a matter of, of walking in it and, and seeing it through. Um, mm. You know, this week I, we wanted to switch things up, switch the order of which things happen. So I'm going to take, what blew your mind because i think you got a good quote that's gonna take us home when it's all said and done yeah i got the quote at the end so yeah what what blew your mind this week bro so um i've been trying to empower myself and i i started researching quotes of some of the famous black leaders that that have graced us with their presence and dr martin luther king had had this quote that um he's noted for it says the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Facts. And it, it, it blew my mind. It hit me in such a way that it made me rethink how I measure success or how we should measure, measure success as a people. You know, a lot of times people look at success based on wealth and um, the accumulation of material things. But, you know, when I listen to this, when I read this, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience. They say you, you only grow when you get outside your comfort zone. That's where nice. growth lies. 
And I think that obviously 2020 has pushed a lot of us, all of us outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. The question is, will we grow? Because we choose to stand at a place where we are being challenged when controversy is happening. That, yeah. that blew my mind. That's, that's the, and, and you know what? I guess in a lot of, um, in a lot of ways, I've actually been tackling the same thing, trying to grow and, and trying to um, move forward and, uh, and, and learn and, and be better. And one of the things that I've been tackling, probably like within the last two weeks, I've been feeling this sense of anxiety in a sense of like, I felt, I don't know, in my mind, I feel very uneasy. I've been feeling very uneasy about things. And it had me feeling about like, well, man, I didn't do this and you didn't do that and you didn't take care of this and you didn't take care of that and you should be here and you should be doing this. And it's just been a lot of thoughts running through my head here lately in the midst of this growing time where positive things are happening and I got a lot going well, you know, it's just those feelings. Like I felt like I left something on the table. Um, have you ever got that feeling or how would you? Bruh, literally you are not alone. Tasha <laughs> okay. and I were literally just having this conversation yeah. yesterday. Okay. Literally talking like, okay, when, when you sent me the topic for today's show, mm-hmm. leaving food on the table, like you, I, I wasn't sure where you wanted to go, but this is what hit me later. Mm-hmm. Opportunity. Yeah opportunities missed opportunities knowingly missed Mm -hmm. because leaving food on the table suggests that a person was doing something. They were putting work and effort towards something got to a certain point that they became satisfied knowing that they could do more, but chose to get up, chose to walk away. Mm -hmm. And I said that, man, that's, that's what complacency is. Yeah, you know, that's another word that comes to mind when you talk about leaving food on the table. So I wasn't sure if that's where you were going with it. Well, I, when you, when I was thinking food on the table, leaving food on the table, there was a couple of different things that came to mind. What didn't you do that you could have did? What did you miss out on because you were lazy? What did you miss out on because of fear? What did you miss out on because of being busy? You got so wrapped up in you know, what did you miss because, what did you leave on the table because you didn't prioritize? All those kind of things are the things that was circling in my brain, much less like, I don't know if it was necessarily complacency. Like you actually just gave me a new idea about it. Like, hmm, have you been complacent about something? What are you, mm-hmm. what, what's your thoughts on all of that? Um, in answering those questions, just in this dialogue, I, I know that I can, recall certain moments when I probably could have gave it a little bit more. I could have stayed awake uh, in class a little bit more in, mm-hmm. in college, right? And got a little bit more out of the class so that I could study a little bit more and got the A instead of the B or the B instead of the C, right? Gotcha. Um, there were moments at work where I felt like because I've been here long enough, I deserve to leave a little bit early today. I've earned that right. Gotcha. Left a little bit of food on the table in managing my teams, there were people that I could have held a little bit more accountable for the results that they produce, but I decided not to because they've been with the company X amount of time. We had a good relationship. They've always done good work. It's okay to give them a pass. 
you know, and there's numerous instances that I think about where I ask myself, my team performed decent. Mm -hmm. That alone told me I must have got complacent. If my own critique of me or my team's performance was they, they did decent, they were good, they did a good job. That means it wasn't great. That means there was room to be better. And when you think about it, yes, there's always room for improvement. People always talk about that. Yeah, you yeah. can always get better. You're never a 10, you're always a nine, right? Gotcha, yeah, yeah. For me though, when, it's, when, when, when your entire body of work is laid on the table for judgment, Will the grade on that be great? Will you get a pass or a fail? And, and I took this from listening to Eric Thomas's podcast, Secret to Success. Mm -hmm. He talked about with his wife, who was a nurse, her classes versus his classes when they were in college. In his classes, he could get a A, B, C, D, what have you, right? Yeah. He could get a C and still pass. But his wife, being a nurse, it was pass or fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you only hurt. get one option. Yeah. There's only one right answer. And so I think that we often operate, as school teaches us, on A, B, C, because C yeah. still get degrees. Yeah. Versus on a pass or fail, there's only one right answer. You either passed or you failed. You either got it right or you didn't. Yeah. I think we leave a lot of food on the table as a society. Gotcha. I think we could do so much more. So what's the answer to that? Like to that person that feeling guilty, uh, feeling a sense of anxiety, feeling down about it or confused on where to go next. What, what's the word? Um, don't focus on, the end result, because a lot of times feeling down, feeling discouraged uh, is because you're looking at the end goal and it seems daunting because it seems so far away and the progress that you have made is so little mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem worth pursuing um, that great. Focus on the impact that you can have right here in this moment, as they say, be in the moment. What would you what would your advice be to somebody who left food on the table unknowingly? The first thing that comes to mind is don't have any regrets mm. when it is brought to your attention that you unknowingly left food on the table, understand that that's not your fault in that moment. Gotcha. But now that you are informed and educated on the fact that you did, it's up to you to learn why did you? Yeah. And how can you prevent that from happening in the future? Because if it happens again, right? First time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So don't blame yourself. Don't fault yourself for unknowingly leaving an opportunity out there. Gotcha. And, and that goes right along with kind of like, and how we arrived here was I was feeling uh, a sense of anxiety uh, yesterday, a little bit, just my mind. I was, I was feeling like, man, you missed opportunity. You have all this going on and you know, you, you missed this opportunity. You didn't do you this, you didn't do that. And I was really feeling down about it. But what actually helped me to snap out of it is the little expression that says, um, focus on solutions, not the problem. Mm -hmm. And once that came to me, like everything in my perspective of everything completely changed because, all right, well, 
that bus missed, it doesn't mean that another bus isn't coming around, you know? And then the other thing that I always tell people about, but somehow in myself, I missed it at the time is timing. Like maybe that didn't happen because you wasn't mature enough to handle it right then, or you wouldn't have had the space to handle it, or you wouldn't have had the brain power to deal with it. But now that you see what the opportunity is and where the opportunity is, you, you, you go ahead and you close that gap now and you do everything you can. So you focus on the solution and stop focusing on the problem, which the problem was that feeling of missing, leaving food on the table. But back in that moment, how do you know that the opportunity was truly missed? Because you said you're reflecting like, man, you, you missed out on opportunities. Like, was it confirmed that you missed out on opportunities or just a feeling that you probably missed out on opportunities? It was feeling. It was feeling So it wasn't like, based on any facts? It wasn't based on any facts. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, there are some factual things. Yes, there are things like I had an idea for this fundraiser. Uh, a new coach came in. They did it first. I missed it because I didn't execute. Some of those happened. But even at the end of the day, okay, pull up your drawers and go find another fundraiser. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But that's some, knowingly, right? That's this, knowingly, yes. I think a lot of people make the assumption like you made, right? And that we've all made that I have this feeling like I missed out on some opportunities. Like, you know what? I probably should have acted on that idea. And who knows what it could have turned out to be. Yeah. And that is the one that I think is the killer is those will pile up very fast and very easily. And they're not founded on any factual pieces of information. And I think that's what causes people to get deterred off their path and finding their purpose. Gotcha. A hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. Where you just assume that it was, it was the doors closed when no, it's not, not, the door's not necessarily closed. You just need to go knock. Right. Cause the opportunity could still be there. Yeah. hundred percent. Especially if you haven't pursued it. And I think that, that might be the difference between knowingly and unknowingly missing out on opportunities. If you have an idea to pursue a particular path and action has been taken, that says it's probably a missed opportunity versus you've never took action on it. You just had a thought. You just had an idea. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we need some more information. It's unfounded yeah. that that feeling exists. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect segue. Last week, uh, before we put out the last podcast, I think both of us felt as though we, quote unquote, left some food on the table. Yep. Yep. With, with the last podcast. So from your perspective, I don't even remember the title of last week's podcast. What was the thing that you felt that we could have hit or that we left on the table from last week? Uh, so last week's was conditioned beliefs, right? And yeah. We're talking yeah. about um, the belief system that a person has uh, that determines either their possibilities or their limitations. And I think you were talking about how the perspective of others and them believing um, in you, you, yeah. were desc- you were talking about when you went to that conference in Miami, that, in Miami and, and you said that those guys asked you, were you in a doctorate program? And Uh, You said no, and they said you should have been in someone's yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. I think think we didn't speak on the power of someone seeing greatness in you that Mm. you don't see in yourself. I remember walking away from the episode thinking, man, we should have stressed that point that you're going to have people in your life that speak life into you. They're 
uh, I use this analogy. A lot of us who are strong, who are the, um, the, the, I don't want to say more gifted people, but the people who are committed to execution, yeah. the people who others lean on, we're the leaders, right? Yeah. We are pitchers of water. And the people who follow us, who lean on us are glasses that we pour into and we find ourselves pouring into them all the time. But mm. who pours back into the picture when the picture when the picture gets empty? Yeah, the strong right? friend, like I, I like we've mentioned before. Yeah, right. So, I think that it's important as pitchers to see the people that are pouring back into you, and oftentimes we focus too much on the ones who just want you to pour into them, and Facts. they want to. Un, they want to empty out your picture, whether whether they take it and use it for themselves yeah. to fill themselves up, or just want to see you empty. We focus too much on them. Facts. And we need to focus more on the people who are trying to pour into us and support us. You know, it's not as glamorized as much. I agree, and, and I mean it's because it's easier to focus on the negative. Absolutely, and, and that positive where someone's. You know, like I remember you telling me last week that you mentioned in that um, one of your teachers told you he was going to be the first black president. That's power, man. Yeah. That's yeah. power. That's that's power. And that's actually probably the problem because we spend more time with our kids talking about NBA and NFL as opposed to telling more of our kids to be doctors, lawyers, astronomers, you know, whatever, I, you know, but um, that's 100 percent true. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's one thing to acknowledge the theory and the concept, but, uh, and to give somebody advice on what they should do if they, you know, uh, feel this way, but action that, that you are going to take now after having had that feeling the other day, what? you felt like you were missing some opportunities, right? But ain't no sense in crying over spilled milk. Let's clean it up. 100%. So what action are you going to take right here, right now? I'll put my big boy draws on, dog. Okay. But what's some, <laughs> what's some action? You um, put them on and then what? What's solutions. a step? In, what, what's a, how about this? Let's, let's, okay. let's, get, let's get personal. Let's get nitty gritty. Right. What's an idea you had that you felt like, you know what? Maybe I missed out on that opportunity that you say, you know what? I can stop right here, right now and take a, take a step towards an action towards right now. Um, I closed, I closed the book this week on about four things that have been dwindling. Um, a lot, uh, one of them, three of them really was related to publishing and one of them is related to production. And I think the, the actionable step without speaking specifically about what I did was, um, sometimes why people miss opportunities, there, there are a lot of factors, but some of it is just a failure to step, a failure to take action, a failure to execute. So this week, my mindset has been, okay, each day, write something down and you don't sleep until you get it done. Or, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you're working on writing a book chapter. Okay. Now a chapter is going to be seven, eight pages. I'm just throwing the number out there. All right two pages a day. If I don't write, I don't do nothing but two pages a day. No, I don't sleep until I get that done. And that's been the way I've been dealing with it and taking actionable steps. So um, yesterday I turned in a chapter or a, a journal article that 
should have been done over a year ago. Hunkered down, boom, turned it in. Um, I turned in two book chapters that, again, that that were due. And I was like, you know what? Time to pound. Get it done. Now, I have one more goal where my goal two years ago was to submit to publishers and catalogs at least once a week. So if you do it once a week, that's 52 submissions. I think right now I'm like on 42. And I started this goal in 2018. All right, by the end of the week, I got to get it done. Like I got to get it done because there's other projects that I want to get done. There's other projects that I want to get to. So now I'm just in the mode of solution, 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 pound the ground, get it done, move forward. So now having gone and taken those steps, is the opportunity still considered a miss for you? Um, no, because it's, 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 it's out there and it, it's missed according to whose timeline. Like you kind of said it earlier, like you, you allude to it. Like sometimes there's this arbitrary pressure that we put on ourselves that really doesn't exist or, or these, these weights that really, that's the thing about fear. Half of the things we fear are so far out there that it just, it's why, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Not even close to reality. Not even close to reality is unrealistic. Some of the things we fear, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and the other thing through this process that I have learned, and I think this is the number one lesson that I believe um, I am supposed to learn during this period is that at the end of the day, you, me, us, we don't control anything and the less we try to control the easier life becomes the only thing you have control of is what you can do so you do your best to be your best but you have no control on outcomes (laughs) you have no control of when they come how they come all you're responsible for is putting your foot out there getting it done if that makes sense Absolutely. I tell people all the time, don't focus on the results because the Mm -hmm. results will make you mad, frustrated, angry. And get you gassed. They will. The results will be what they will be. And the results are simply the end of either action or inaction. Inaction. 100%. That's what results are. So ain't no point in getting mad and focusing on those. 100%. 100%. Um, So when you think about last week's episode, what do you think you left off the table that we didn't discuss? I made the comment um, last week. Instead of focus on making money, focus on creating money. And I think I talked about it in the episode before, but when I said it yet last week, it literally, I felt something jump in my spirit and I just didn't say nothing and I let it go. And I just encourage people. When I say the phrase focus on, creating money as opposed to making money if you're creating it you're it's an active process it's uh you thinking you finding ways you looking at different avenues around you as opposed to making it and when i say make it i'm thinking in terms of just simply nine to five working for it going out Mm -hmm. and getting another job if you create the money you're creating an opportunity you're creating a lane you're finding a way And I just think that um, I read something the other day and I forget the exact number. I think maybe the word was for the number. I think maybe the number was 46. But do you know that at least 30 people have moved from 
hundred millionaires to billionaires. Since when? COVID. Yep. And when you talk about a blue your mind, <laughs> yep. the first thing that comes to mind is how, and how can I do that? Exactly. Exactly. And, and um, they create, now some of that is they, they bought up some of the stuff, you know, that, that us poor folks was losing and giving up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I think on the other end of this crisis is something that people's not talking about is right now we're in the middle of a pandemic, but after this, we're going to hear about the eviction crisis. People that ain't been able to keep up with their mortgage, people that ain't yeah. been covered. And guess what's going to happen? Folks with money, folks in real estate, they're going to buy those foreclosed places up. A lot of these people going to be out their home. A lot of people going to get evicted. Yeah. Somebody's going to buy them up and wealth is going to be created yeah. off of the misfortune of this pandemic and not being able to pay your bill. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of things at war right now. There's, oh, yeah. Or, or, or on the verge of war. There's there's the the I hate to say it, but it is the truth. Uh, it feels like we're on the verge of a race war. Facts. Um, happening at the same time is the socioeconomic war uh, between the wealthy and, and the not so wealthy. Facts. Um, um, there is uh, a war amongst um, political parties, um, which unfortunately all of those feel like one in the same. They, mm-hmm. sound, they feel like they're synonymous when you think about the allocation of power in this country. Mm. Um, I think that our society has numerous opportunities that we have knowingly left on the table that we haven't acted upon that could improve our situation that has mm. nothing to do with a label of socialism versus capitalism and has everything to do with the survival of humanity, mm. the preservation of humanity. Mm-hmm. I think that if we as a people in this pandemic and in the midst of all that is happening that is wiping people out left and right, regardless of race, color, creed, or what's in the bank account, if we could recognize that at the end of the day, what matters most is humanity, mm-hmm. we got an opportunity to persevere, to survive, and to thrive in the future. But we are battling a demon, a, a, a virus called selfishness um, that can only be combated with selflessness. Mm. That's what that's what's in front of us right now. And that's what's stopping a lot of people in their in the micro level of them pursuing their purpose. Mm. The larger ties into the the smaller so much. They're so connected. That's good. That's really good. I really believe that. Like, I really believe that people are fighting, fighting the system that says worry about self. Mm-hmm. Worry about self. The you know the team, the team here in Tampa that I joined, the motto 
used to be, and I, I put emphasis on used to be, we, us together. And when that was the motto, we thrived. I felt so much better. Yes, the market was different. Yes, there were a lot of other variables that allowed for us to, to profit and be prosperous, but we, us together mentality has such power in creating prosperity for everyone individually. Wow. That's a whole other another podcast there, brother. We, us together? Yeah. I feel like that should be a slogan yeah. for a protest. Yeah. We, us together. That's that's great. Yeah. There's no I and T, but we, us together. I mean, you could put it in front of anything. We, us together can accomplish so much. We, us together can, right? <laughs> and just mm-hmm. leave it blank. It's It's limitless. Keeping in Mm -hmm. mind that you could also put something negative at the end of that. We, us together can destroy one another so easily. Mm. Yeah. So um, I guess I get to the quote. We we got a lot of content. Yeah. It took me a second to get back to it and find exactly. All right. So the quote of the day. God. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Hmm. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I've always heard that growing up, and I've heard it at multiple times in my life. And every time it hits me just a little bit different and just a, a little, little bit sweeter yep based on the experiences i've had at that point mm-hmm. and at this point in my life as i'm sure for a lot of people there's a lot of uncertainty but that tells me to pause and reflect and rely on who has controlled my life and has been the head of my life for a long time whether i knew it or not or acted like it Grant me the serenity to accept the things that I can't change. However, take a step and change the things that I can. Mm-hmm. Man, that's deep and dope. So whether or not you realize or feel like you left food on the table, what are you going to do about it now? The milk is already on the floor. At the end of the day, go live life on purpose. We appreciate you. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, share the show, rate it. Tell us we're doing a good job. If we're doing a bad job, keep it to yourself. We love you. Peace. Peace. I'm running full speed.